Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and welcome once again to the H and J Daily. Just some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, apart from our usual chat, you'll get an insight into what goes on at the Japanese uh, Sports Day. Yeah, Andy went to one the other day. There was a reason for that, as he'll explain. Kevin Day joined us in the studio, didn't he? He was good Comedian, form. He's uh, very, very anti-VAR, mm. but I can back it up. With some we'll talk uh, a bit of women's football chat after all the fallout from the Cameroon-England game yesterday. And Don't Ask Me was... Uh, oh, it was a nail-biter today. Um, <laughs> as you'll hear. So, here we go. <laughs> Incredible reaction to the England Cameroon game yesterday. This is almost in a sort of a kind of an overreaction. Yeah. You know, I just think, you know, this has happened before in football with teams not taking understanding refereeing decisions or anything like that. I mean, Cameroon's behaviour was petulant, it was immature, it was stupid, really. And the coach didn't help. He was sort of slightly ridiculous. He was blaming the referee. He said he said the referee wanted England to win, which was ridiculous. And I thought the Lionesses did well to keep their cool in the in the face of some, you know, provocative the elbow was a red card, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it certainly was. You know, but you can't, I'm not sure about like, you can't the, be the compla- Bob Carroll G's moment. There may have been an ex- no, accidental I, that Carol was inadvertent. G's. That wasn't. Yeah. She made no move to spit. She just happened to... She was going like that and he came out. I don't think that... <laughs> I didn't think that was a, a spit. Do you often do that, Andy, when you're remonstrating? Do you well, often find yourself... Often you, I have unexpectedly expectorated. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody expected you to expectorate, did they, really? No well, one I have done it. I've definitely all done it, haven't we? Not really. Oh, no, Bob Carroll's like, done it, but that's the act. <laughs> yeah. I, I, often I did, didn't think it was different. Often, the so you're at a game, different. you're watching Chelsea, you think you think that's a foul. You go, come on. Rah. No, we're not allowed like to The, the lads who sit in front of Sometimes when a sneeze that happens. But, yeah, um, but that's different, isn't she it? She didn't sneeze on her arm, she didn't did she? spit in her arm. I don't think she did. Okay, and, But who knows? I, only she knows. I'm keeping it out your way next time you're remonstrating with a producer about it. I did think it was one moment in the game when I think her name was Inwi and she shot and fell over. It was really quite amusing. I thought it'd be quite good for the yeah. women's own goals and gaffes DVD. Who's going which, to present that? Well, it's got to be, it'd have to be an all-women presenting and writing producing team, I think, yeah. with, a, with a token bloke, somebody with a bit of a, in touch with their feminine side, like Max Rushton. Oh, that's, that's a nice idea, yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I do think there's, a, I think there's a whole market for this now, you know. What's that? 
The own goals and gas women's, you know, the sort of women's amusing women's football DVD. Have we reached that stage where it's happy to laugh at itself or not? Well, I think so, yeah. It depends where you come from, whether it's uh, women watching it and saying, this is our game, these are the moments that go wrong, or whether it's blokes watching it saying, isn't this no, that's terrible? What I just said. So you're laughing at it or you're laughing with it? That's exactly why. Oh, eight, we seven, were, one, seven. No, no, we were talking about this last week and <clears> I was talking to my daughter and I was a big proponent of women's football. Yeah. And I was saying to her the thing about, I said, the trouble when I watch a game and I see stuff, I often can't say it because it, it would feel wrong. And she said, well, it, ha- it would be different if a woman was doing it. I, was thought, I thought to myself, well, that's actually true. Yeah. You know, because it's easier for, to take the mickey out of your own than it is for somebody else. Otherwise, it would look like you were having a sort of sexist bash at it all. Mm. So I think that's that's the way forward. On the but, football uh, front, I, 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 I was able to watch about the last 20 minutes of Norway, Australia, and the extra time. Mm. And blimey, they're good. I mean, based on what I've seen of England so far... Mm. They're better than us. Uh, and, and Aust- yeah, and America, I don't, think, America anybody, I don't well. think anybody thinks England are the best team no, in the tournament. But, and, you know, you know I mean, how often have we seen sort of teams like Italy sort of limp through a men's tournament not playing particularly well? Even Italia 90. Mm. We didn't really play well in Italia 90 to the semi final. So we have to work on the basis that yeah. they've got another gear. They can improve on what they're doing. They're that just game, not. It could easily have been 2 2 before it was 3 yeah, 0. Yeah. It could have been. And if, you know. I thought at that moment when the when they scored Cameron, what looked like a good guy, I thought if they disallow this, they're off. They're going to walk off here. Mm. They, you know, when they did well to carry off, the ref really. was quite terrible. How were the ref was? But the, had a very difficult afternoon. It wasn't easy for him. England. It, the thing is, England is quite crust, uh, quite frustrating, isn't it? I mean, they they pop the ball around well in midfield and they pass mm. it very cleanly, but the final ball so often just isn't good enough. And no. you've got players in good position, they're just not finding the final ball. Although there have been some lovely through balls and good, yeah, that have led to goals. I like the way Phil. Never I don't think there's enough of them, considering the possession they have and the way they, the, the amount of time they have the ball. Mm. I don't think they do enough with it at the moment. I just honest. think, if you think about the last World Cup to this World Cup, about how much more people are watching it, how much more people are talking about it, how yeah. much people are discussing it, not in patronising terms, but in terms of it being I think a sport. It helps. It helps. It's, it's here. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's in Europe. That's yeah, making but a big I, difference. I still think, you imagine four years' time, four more years of progression, four more years of... Better refereeing, better play, better yeah. everything. Oh no, no, I think it's, it's all heading. I, mean, I think it's brilliant. Just shy of seven million people watched the game. It's incredible. I really enjoyed it. It was incredible. I enjoyed it a lot more than I enjoyed uh, England's performance in the under twenty ones. I think it's a mad been, game. They've been poor night. in this tournament, really. And and Moose, a brilliant interview with Eddie Boothroyd. I heard Boothroyd, and he just basically well, even Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Boothroyd, Eddie Boothroyd, <laughs> whatever. He he nailed him completely. He just basically said to him, "Why didn't you pick yeah. Foden?" He was absolutely right. Why mm. would you? Not not pick your best player. Oh, he was in the red zone. He's hardly played this year. Right, he's ready to play tonight. Apparently, oh, yeah, he's fit in, now in yeah. the dead rubber. Brilliant. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport, making a welcome return to the studio. Look at some of the stories you uh, may have missed and, of course, talk about uh, one of his great loves, uh, the new innovation of uh, video assistant referees. <laughs> his Palace fan and comedian and writer, Kevin Day. Good afternoon, Kevin. Uh, only just making a return to the studio. Yeah, the, the you've had 60... some fun in our lifts, haven't you? My God, I'm sure. It's like VAR when they designed them. They probably thought this is quite a good idea. <laughs> but it just doesn't work in practice. When you've got 17 <laughs> floors, of course. Yeah. Well, so you can't time. call a lift. You have to. You press a, a screen and it 
tells you when the next lift might be going to your floor. Yeah. <laughs> and then thank God Benitez has gone, so I had 10 minutes of grace when I got through security, the third <laughs> lift, ran out of conversation with the runner who got sent down to talk to me. <laughs> After lift three went by, we had nothing to say to each other. So it was a very oh, awkward no. 10 minutes down there. <laughs> and it just, that's, all, that's all Andy wants, mm. is that something every morning. Chris Evans obviously gets his own lift, I imagine. Mm. So there's, surely there's an H&J lift. Unfortunately, not. When we arrive lift. and leave, it's not too bad. It's yeah. the it's the peak times. Yeah, you came at the time. lunchtime rush. Oh, I uh, see. You found oh, I'll, I'll, I'll come a day earlier next time. Well, you're, well, you're, <laughs> you're here. It's a nice now. view. I'm here. It's a lovely view. Yeah, yeah. I'm too yeah. flustered to see it at the moment. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> so um, you've never been a fan of uh, of VAR, and I, I take it everything that's gone on in the Women's World Cup has kind of uh, you feel vindicated. I had a lovely moment. Last week, we're back writing League of Their Own. And mm. uh, in years gone by, myself and the producer have been mm. known as affectionately as Grandad <laughs> by the younger members of the of the, Pete, of the team who have yeah. been saying, VAR's coming, get used to it, change is coming. They've all changed their mind now. Oh, really? Because really? it's been, yeah, it's just been... Uh, also, uh, you can argue that the VAR and the coming off the line for goalkeepers is separate. Yeah, yeah. Because once again, the goalkeeping thing is FIFA answering the question that no one asked them. Yeah, we've been asking them about racism, about why the World Cup's in Qatar, and they went, oh, good news, by the way, we've sorted out that goalkeeper coming off the line. It's like, what? <laughs> I don't recall, I, well, I don't recall much of the last day of the season, because I was in the pub for four hours after it. Right. But one thing I do know is that nobody in the pub was saying, whoa, it's been a good season, isn't it? They've well, got to clamp down on that. It's, re- it's really ruined this season for <laughs> us. Really ruined. If one thing, that, that, that keeper's yeah. coming off the line... But we scored 10 penalties. I know, but one of them, the keeper was off his line a bit. If he'd moved to the left, he might have saved it. <laughs> it's just ludicrus. <laughs> he and is the, a the, brilliant penalty taker, though, isn't he? No, ludicrous, yeah. But yeah. The, the one, the France-Nigeria one, I've never wanted a team to equalise more than I wanted Nigeria to equalise. Because mm. I, I, it's fine. If, if the keeper comes off the line, saves the <clears> penalty, <throat> fine. But the, the Nigeria goalkeeper didn't come off the line. The French girl missed the penalty. And somehow they get another penalty and the Nigerian goalkeeper's booked. It's ludicrous, and the no, fact that if you miss it, that's well, the fact that FIFA are panicking now, so well, we, we we won't do that for penalty shootouts. Well, yeah. don't do it for penalties then. Yeah, and also VAR, it, it's quite clear that referees are not using VAR to change their mind. It's quite clear they're being told mm. you've made a mistake. Come and have a look, but you've made a mistake. Mm. And the France, the they penalty, don't want it exactly right. They don't want to go against. Of course they don't. Yeah. The penalty, we are the, seeing the, the, some the, strong referees though prepared to stand there because remember the, the top Champions League referees are prepared. Saying, like, no, I'll stick by what yeah, I said. Yes, I was happy, but, that, but very few, of very them. few, and, and certainly not in this tournament. And the one against the penalty that France got in against Nigeria it was about an hour into the game. VAR obviously thought, well, here we are in Paris. France haven't scored yet. We need to do something about this. <laughs> Called over the referee, said... We Sounds have. like the Cameroon manager. Well, basically, yeah, called, <laughs> called, yeah, called the referee over and said, nous avons une situation, obviously. Have, have a look at the... I, we looked at it in the studio 12, 13 times. You still couldn't say that was a penalty, but mm. the referee obviously gave a penalty. It's, 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 That's it's where it's gone wrong. wrong. It, yeah. you, it was all... If they brought in... you, I presume you accept goal line technology because... Reluctantly. Yeah. yeah. But if they'd have brought in offside and goal line technology, is it inside the box or outside the box? Just line decisions. I don't think they would have had it anywhere near the problems they've got now. You know, because well, I think even people, line decisions are causing but, problems. But I mean, should, people are saying yeah, the width of a bootlace should not be the difference between a goal but and that no goal. goal so yesterday, Ellen contentious. White's goal would have been ruled out, and it, VAR worked well there because it was a goal. You know, yeah. she wasn't offside, and she scored. But the problem is, and we've already seen a, a problem. And this is the thing mm-hmm. I, that worries me most about VAR, is that inevitably within three or four seasons, 
we will have NFL because there's already been two goals that are scored from corners that weren't corners. Mm. So that will happen to a big team in a big tournament and somebody will say, well, we need to check corners then because it's ludicrous. Somebody's scoring a goal, but that wasn't a corner. So they yeah, go, right, okay, we'll check. And it, well, eventually, yeah. it's gonna, you, there's no logic. If you say it's for this, it's got to be for everything. Mm. It's got to be for the throwing that led to the corner that led to the goal because otherwise yeah. there's no point having it. That way it. lies madness. Well, of course so. it does. That's yeah. why I've always been worried about it. And it, mm. it's... It, it's at least given us something to talk about, but it's given us the wrong things to talk about. Yeah. And it's putting this, it's putting pressure on referees, and the referees in this tournament clearly haven't got as much experience as referees in other tournaments. And this is not the right place for them to get that experience. And and it's it's and again, we saw that ludicrous thing yesterday. And hats off to the Cameroon girls, I have to say, because what this tournament needs in years going forward is folklore. It needs its own legends. Hmm. And in years to come, everybody will be saying, I'm going to watch the first Cameroon game and I hope there's a mistake. So for all that the, <laughs> no, no, for all that the ref- commentators go, nobody wants to see this. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's like when somebody says there's a 20-man brawl and somebody says, we don't want to see this. And people at home are going, I want to see the goalkeepers joining. Hmm. And this is, that's what it was with the Cameroon girls. But the referee clearly didn't use VAR to, because there should have been a penalty at the end. The girl should have been sent off. But clearly she thought, yeah. I don't want to instigate a riot. So that's going to happen in games. Yeah, that's going to happen at Anfield every now and again. A referee who wouldn't give a decision because he's scared of the cop is going to not give a decision because he's scared of the cop. So it's not taking that out of the game either. Yeah. No, because it's down to the blokes. It's just a matter of opinion, and that's the problem with it. I thought, though, I agree with you 100%. I wrote down, it's, this is memorable, like England-Argentina was in 66 when Ramsey called them animals. Uh, it's, it, you, know, yeah. you, you need games like this because people always refer to it. It brings a focal. I the, don't see it's such a big it, problem. It's good know. for the game in four years and eight years because this is the first tournament that every game's been shown on the BBC. So mm-hmm. for all of us, it's our first World Cup, Women's World Cup, mm. essentially. And it misses that. It misses the the hand of God. It misses the... And my other big problem with the tournament is that it's... I'm really enjoying it. <clears throat> my dad loves it because he thinks the football's more precise. Ash, the guy who runs my local off license, is obviously a dear friend. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 thinks, he thinks the same thing. And he's been telling some of the Polish lads off for a more, shall we say, unreconstructed than he is. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> there's so... No one's having fun. The media coverage is so po-faced. Mm. Because, because mm. That's interesting. It's because in every World Cup, you talk, you, you see these teams that you don't see, and and you want you want own goals, you want funny haircuts, you want people in the crowd, but no one's taking the Mickey out of those because because yeah. that implies criticism of women's football. Well, it's like there's this moment, funny, yeah, the yeah, funniest yeah. moment mm. of the last World mm. Cup we've had for anybody. <clears throat> Was when Batshuri hit the ball against the post, it rebounded, hit him in the nuts. Yeah, right. Now, I don't know how to react if that happens in this game because no one's. <coughs> everyone has to talk to pundits. Well, yeah, I think you'd be shocked if well, that it, literally happened. It wouldn't. It would, obviously, <laughs> there'd, making, be, there'd be some sort of test point. afterwards. But it, it's <laughs> yeah. so. It's everyone's bending over backwards to make it significant that no one's having fun, and the World Cup should yeah. be about fun. But yeah, and he just made that point though. He just said he talked about a moment that would make the own goals and the women's own goals and gaffes. The Cameroon one. Yeah. Is women's football ready for an own goals and gaffes? No. Because if there would be presented and written by women. But are you laughing with it? Or of you course, laugh, you know. Of so course, I, as long as you're laughing with it, of yeah. course it is. That's when it becomes yeah. fun because it's, yeah. and it should be fun. The only people having Sue Smith, who for me is the best pundit out there. I think she's brilliant in male football and women's football. She's a brilliant pundit. Her double act with Jonathan Pierce mm. is quietly becoming mm. the funniest mm. thing on TV because Jonathan's an old mate of mine and. Yeah. Jonathan tries so hard to say the right thing he quite often says the he's wrong thing he's good on women's yeah. football he's great he's a passionate it's a hard, it's a hard but, but thing to, to line them, to straddle the two of them know each other so well it is like listening to an old marriage yesterday for example when Jonathan was explaining <laughs> about the car about, he was so moved about being at a war grave that he got into he forgot how to get into a car <laughs> yeah and he went, he went well, it must have been a bar near the car then she's laughing her head off and she says it yeah, wasn't it pretty so when, uh, there was a game recently when he said he was having a go at her because she did her research on the beach 
and he stayed in the hotel. And she said, there's no law that says you've got to do it. And, if it, and about two minutes later, she, she jumped in a fact and she went, yeah, I learned that on the beach. <laughs> right, so at least they're, they're having fun with it. Yeah, that's yeah. what you want. But with everybody else, it's so... Yeah, everybody's worried about it. Everyone's quit having an eggshells yeah, yeah. because yeah. they think that any criticism is going to be a criticism of women's football. And, it's, and it's, it simply isn't. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Oh, well, you just dropped there, Andy. Andy was telling <laughs> Kevin Days with us in the studio, and Andy was telling us earlier when we were talking about the spit incident <clears throat> from the England Cameroon yeah. game. And Andy said often when he um, when he uh, remonstrates with people, he inadvertently spits as well. So yeah, there may be a I, moment, yeah. So I'm three or four meters away from him. <laughs> yeah, it's, you can feel the spray. Right. Is that, is that, have you experienced that? You go ref. I mean, you. Not, not I mean, I. You know, it's difficult that one because it looks footballers for some reason. It's the thing they get most energized about mm, that mm. and not shaking hands yeah you can do anything to a footballer if you don't shake hands at the end or if you spit they, they get really really cross i think it's so difficult to prove that she did that yeah i don't think so. i didn't so. think it was deliberate it's, it's it's that's where again var it's impossible to prove that it was deliberate hmm. but yes there are hmm. some people who you you instinctively adjust your talking distance yeah. to or you suggest they get a guard on their microphone because <laughs> <laughs> also it's got to go for Andy's beard as well so of course so he's got, he's got he picks up bits of debris on the way yeah. <laughs> bits of boiled egg bits of cornflake coming at you <laughs> nice. Andy has also <laughs> had this thing going anybody who uh, basically praises women's football in the in the letters pages of the tabloids uh, but uh, slags off men's football in the process <laughs> is banned from watching any men's football next year and there's been some editorials about it but yeah. it's a completely unenforceable law uh, really that it's he has idea though isn't it you've got well, to admit I don't it. Think, Lord, to be fair though if, if if we could only talk about things that we could enforce eventually then none of our illogical things would ever <laughs> no it's just the reason so I'm knee jerk. you just knew yeah. it was going to come and loads of people and it's, oh, it's so pleasant to see them yeah. not falling over it's so pleasant not to see them but, but what so did we see over the weekend we yeah. saw some spectacular s housery we saw elbows we 
Yeah. She also maybe uh, some inadvertent spitting. That one we at also, the end. The reason yeah. I'm chuckling, by the way, is terrible that, um, tackles. Andy is a professional broadcaster and is articulating his views in a restrained way. Yeah. Uh, you and I, the three of us, saw each other at Andy Smart's birthday party recently, mm. and Andy articulated the view, but in a rather more robust yeah, well, he fashion. Of course, he has to he has to temper that. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, literally yeah. the first thing he said to me as I was queuing up for my first free drink. He's like, anybody who says. It's really. again. We'd have to bleep it. But you've got, you have got a point because it is one of those things. Because it's, it's really interesting how my dad likes it mm. because it's, he says he likes it because it reminds him of watching football in the sixties and, and the seventies. Because the football, it's the, the the accents on passing and control rather than speed and power, which I think is interesting. Yeah. He uses the word precise, but I'm with you. I want to see a bit more physicality. And mm. Way to the, pass the, has the, been great. The comparisons, you can't compare the two. You go, you could say, and all these people, like they're like cricket fans who go, you know, it's, if, if only football could be a bit more polite. Rugby fans, the oh, most I sinister fan that. in the world is rugby players, six foot two rugby players with their hands behind their back going, yes sir, to the referee. But rugby fans go, that's what you want in football. It's, no, we want, we'd stop going. <laughs> and they say, well, the men have got to be a bit more like the women. Because yeah. it'd be four years it's like this ludicrous argument about the size of the goals and the size of the pitches because the goalkeeping in this tournament has been fantastic. The Japanese goalkeeper, the Chile goalkeeper, absolutely fantastic. Mm. In four years' time, the girls will be as big and strong as, as the men and then it will be as physical and it will be as aggressive. Mm. The, the, I, think, so. I think the jeopardy has increased. I mean, we saw... I mean, also, the other thing they said, it's so great not to see the time-wasting and the cheating. What do we see from the French when they oh. were trying to see out the Brazil game last night? A kind of 50-50 mm. tackle, somebody goes down, trying to see the game out... Because, you know... You're uh, bound to get this. All these girls who are playing all love football. They wouldn't be playing football. Yeah, they would they have a win. They have a winning mentality. They've all seen their teams waste time. Why yeah. wouldn't they do it? Also, well, that, they've only been... Most of the girls have only been professional for three or four mm. years. So the more professional it gets, yeah. the more there is at stake, <clears> the more likely they are to, mm. to do the things that happen in the Sure. We'll see more cyn cynicism in the game because there's so much riding on it. So many of those Cameroon players that we're talking about yesterday playing all over France. Mm. There's a lot more money in the game than there ever was before. It's lucrative, you know. So you want to get noticed, you want to do well, and you want your team to win. I, also, so. I, I still don't know whether I really don't like the Cameroon manager or I really feel sorry <laughs> for him because he was at the fitness coach until January. Right. So he's mm. clearly been lumbered with he's a job. He's been glad for a fitness he coach. He is a big man for fitness. pair of his old trousers. He's Moose's fitness coach. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if, if he was, if he came in and said, you know, I, I looked at the old results of the test today and, you, you know, your shuttles weren't great. Look at you, fatty. Sort yourself out first, mate. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it didn't strike me as the fitness coach. Well, he, he also didn't seem to know what to do to, to Phil Neville when Phil Neville went to, he didn't yeah. look like he was used to being consoled by other men. Hmm. And he looked like he didn't know whether to smile or punch him in the face. I thought Phil Neville was extraordinary afterwards in his lack of restraint because it's exactly what you wanted yeah. at the time and when he talked about... He's been criticised though but I think unfairly... I, I think it's very difficult. Somebody in any job, well not this one obviously, I was about to say when somebody shoves a microphone under you it's difficult not to say so but it's, it's what we do for a living. Yeah. But he's, you know, it's... I think it's interesting he referenced FIFA constantly saying to us, only talk about the good mm. things in the games, which is, I didn't realise that was going on, but he said, I can't do that. And I thought it was brilliant of him to say I was ashamed of the way they played. I thought it was really interesting that he was honest enough to admit that his, that his players didn't know what to do at half-time. They didn't know how to react. They, they felt they were in danger. I thought well, that these were things that needed to be, to be said. Mm. One of the Cameroon players said, at half-time our coach said, 
don't worry, the referee wants England to win. I mean, that is, that's not helpful of him to do that because that clearly wasn't the it, case. It, well, it's also interesting, because referees have been quick to say this week, in the situation where players are behaving that badly, the rules are quite simple. A FIFA official is supposed to come onto the pitch and talk to them. The referee is told to stay away. If you've got a captain and players refusing or possibly refusing to play on mm. and making accusations, then the FIFA official should be out to sort that out. I thought it was very interesting that the Cameroons, quite rightly, were quick to say afterwards that they, there were no allegations of racism or or corruption. Mm. I, I think it's possible mm. that FIFA haven't done a particularly good job in explaining the new rules. Yeah, I think I think it's outrageous that they're experimenting with the, goal, the goalkeeper rule in this tournament. It's too big a tournament to be using as an experiment place. And I think it's quite possible that FIFA maybe haven't taken it seriously enough to go to each team and actually explain the complexities of VAR. Because, frankly, watching it at home, we're not entirely sure of the complexity. And it seems that UEFA and FIFA have different yeah. standards. And even the and, Premier and, League. And even the Premier League, exactly. The handball thing is going to be chaos for a while. So I mean, in one sense, I've been an advocate of showing it to the crowd. And but on the other hand, when it's on a big screen like that and they look up... And for example, their goal that was disallowed. Well, we never saw. How it. can you see that from the pitch onto I'll, a big I'll, screen? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You'll I'll never agree. see that. You've got to be. Look, I mean, I my eyes are bad, yeah. but you've got to be quite close to the Having screen. Having said that, I, if it's me watching it, I'm right every time. <laughs> uh, I'm always amazed that other people watching it should think that they've actually got it well, right. Clearly, they haven't. But uh, you're quite right. And they, they, if it was shown on the screen, and that was an error by somebody in the game, and also because it's, I think there are two or three occasions when teams clearly haven't been told that you can't. Ask the referee to refer something. Yeah, because in several games the referee's been asked to refer. Mm. The, we had that ludicrous bit in the the game after the France Nigeria game. I can't remember what it was, but the referee who clearly didn't speak the same language as the goalkeeper was having to mime what would happen. So she was the referee went and stood on the line, mm. and then jumped in front of the line, and then mm. waved an imaginary yellow card, which was clearly and the, the goalkeeper was looking at her like she was absolutely <laughs> mad. But again, it's one of those things where you, you in the bloops and gaffs thing, you want to be. Mm. You'd be talking about that for an hour after the game, but yeah. again, you people would go, "Well, we, it implies criticism." But it's ludicrous. So keepers, keepers clearly didn't realise this was going on. Yeah. Well, I'll ask you about Palace before you go, because of course, um, it's, of course it's the summer, so they're trying to oh, sell Lordy. your two best players. Then, <laughs> well, so how do you feel got, about? It's very difficult to pick out two best players from that squad. <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> let's, just, let's go. Let's go for one Bissaka as, as, as one. I mean, how do you feel about what's going on this? 50 million, his head's been turned, he wasn't turning on for England under 21. He didn't play well in the under yeah, he, he had, Again, I've, he's a kid. It's it's a shame that the media immediately assume that a kid will have one bad game and it's because of his, his head's been turned. Yeah, but his manager well, it wasn't, that's what the manager said, not the media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Exactly. I know his manager, but... Um, <laughs> I, I think it's interesting. I think Steve Parrish, I was quite proud of Steve Parrish because United's initial offer was like 35 million quid. Mm. Plus bonuses is if we win this and we win that, and Steve Parrish says, I'm not going to take that on trust. Yeah. So we'd rather have cash. I think most Palace fans, the start of the, start of the close season, if it, a good window for us would be keeping those two. It, inevitably, we'd lose one of them. Most Palace fans, if we're going to lose one, there are other right backs out there. Yeah. He's a brilliant player. He's only done it at Palace. So I think it's a risk. 50 million quid for Wambasaka would be fantastic. And then I think everyone's got it all worked out in the Palace pubs. Yeah, we'll get 50 million quid for Wan-Bissaka. We'll spend 20 million quid on Nathaniel Klein, 30 million quid on a 40 goal a season striker. 
let's book the Champions League places now. Essentially, <laughs> we can't. The Sahar thing would. You can't replace Wilf. Yeah. You simply there are no other Wilf Sahars out there. And Steve Paris's logic is quite simple. With, with you know, relegation would cost us 110 million quid mm. overnight. We lose 110 million quid. So relegation is more likely without Wilf Sahar. So I'm going to ask for 110 million quid for anybody who wants to buy Wilf Sahar. It's mm. a perfectly logical scenario from where I'm sitting. Arsenal yeah. been mentioned today. It does seem fairly it's unlikely. Just, I can't. He's just not going to go for see, that. Fifty. He's worth much more than fifty-five million. He's, he's not only is he worth more than that. Liverpool and Man City have got better players than him, so he's not going to start every game, which is what he wants. Tottenham can't afford his wages. I don't think Arsenal can afford him full stop. Chelsea have got a transfer embargo. I think Chelsea would have been interested as a replacement. Yeah. I, I think they would. And I think if Hazard, you were talking but... about Batshuri coming our way, I mean, he's a very different player to Hazard. Mm. And I don't think he'd start every game for Chelsea. Obviously, Man United, he wouldn't go back there in a month and Sundays after what happened last time. So that takes the top six out of the equation. Yeah. Why would he go to Everton, West Ham, who arguably are only well, just. Could ahead he go of abroad? Us? He could go abroad. I don't. It doesn't strike. He's, you can, if you stand. At the back of the Holmesdale, you can see his school. He, he was out of his depth in Manchester. I know he was much younger then. <laughs> I just don't. It just. It doesn't strike me as a sort of yeah, young man who would flourish well right. a, abroad. Mm. And also, basically, Roy Hodgson uh, this Q and A at the end of the season, talking to Roy Hodgson, he said the thing you have to remember about Wolf is that you know we we practice systems, we practice tactics, we practice this, that, and the other. And then the game kicks off, and Wolf does what he wants, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. because he's a good enough player to be able to do that. If that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen anywhere else. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes. Well, when we left you on Friday, uh, I was expecting uh, my fourth grandchild. Oh yeah, of course. I should yeah. have said earlier on. Yeah, we never got. It's been a bit. Well, it's been a bit hectic. Yeah. Anyway, uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. All well. Baby was born Friday night, which meant that we had to look after our granddaughter and take her to the. Sports day at the Japanese nursery. You told us uh, you should really point. I mean, you don't just take her to a Japanese nursery for the sake of it. That's where she goes. Your son's wife is Japanese. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I should have yeah, right. made that point. Yes. Yeah. So that <laughs> would have been a bit odd, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have Just, yeah, just oh, send them off to uh, That's Japanese. why we just love Japanese. Like, I swim. love sushi. That's why she goes yeah. there. Sink or swim, because, you know, she'll learn Japanese in the end. Yeah, okay, it'll be a bit difficult at first. But anyway, uh, yes. off to the Japanese nursery. Um, and, uh, yeah, hmm. and it was fantastic. They, the sports day. It was a sort of basically a bog standard school sports day, except they had an opening and closing what did I say ceremony. On Friday, there'd be a lot of ceremonies. <laughs> there was two ceremonies: opening and closing. What what goes on in the opening ceremony on Japanese uh, four year old kids sports day? Well, uh, the headmaster made a speech. Yeah. Uh, the kids all lined up. Was it up. good? You listened to it. <laughs> the whole sports day was conducted in Japanese, okay. which is not un- Japanese not nursery. unsurprising. It's a Japanese nursery. Yeah. And there was a lovely man. He kept coming over. Every time they made an announcement, he kept running over and telling me what was going on. Otherwise, right. I wouldn't have known, let's be honest. Okay. Because I had to take part in, a, in one of the... Oh, you're in the... You're in the, you're in the uh, is it the same tradition? Is it three-legged race, egg and Well, spoon? no, there was one... Um, for their age group, there was one dads and kids thing, and obviously I, I was granddad and thing and uh, and it was it involved just picking balls up and putting them in a in a box basically. that's basically clearing up isn't it was you involved in a kind of clearing up operation you sure that was one of the games there was tug of war that was good. Look at that old boy just clearing up. I mean, they say that about Japanese fans. They they kind of clear up after themselves. Oh yeah, everything was just like so like that. Yeah. No question about it. But did like, you win this game? You did. Well, well, it's hard to say really. <laughs> <laughs> See the point I of it. Don't you, actually even it know. It was basically. Did they give you a broom at any point? <laughs> no. Okay. They basically put 
tipped a load of balls out onto the grass. There was quite a high sort of structure that you had to throw the balls into. First the kids went first, and then you, as a joint effort, went did you? Any of the kids beat you? Or? No, no. I think I was, I was quite, quite. Uh, were you I think quite we competitive? Right. No, I wasn't at all competitive. I didn't think that would go down at all well. <laughs> and uh, but my son had been a bit competitive because he he decided to show his daughter uh, films on YouTube of Usain Bolt, <laughs> of an effort to persuade her that it's a good idea to run as fast as you can in these races because wow. she, she doesn't know. Anyway, they lined up for the uh, the sprint race. Yeah, and uh, she came in a very valiant last. Ah. I have to say. In the family tradition, so the bolt, the bolt inspirational video, <laughs> they failed. Really it didn't work, I'm afraid. Okay. But uh, yeah, was that why? Was she was she sort of skipping? Was she just not that yeah, interested? She seemed not that bothered about it, really. Just gently, yeah, gently strolling along behind <laughs> the behind the field. <laughs> Fair enough. Was there any what were the pushy parents? Was the, no, you, you didn't the parents. Any of that? Honestly, the people were so nice. Yeah. At one point, my granddaughter said. I'm a bit hungry, and uh, of course we we hadn't brought any food. You're out of practice. <laughs> Only had a Kit Kat in the car. <laughs> Not ideal, is it really? And uh, she'll have mum, a Kit Kat, wouldn't she? <laughs> well, it wouldn't be an ideal. And this other mum came rushing over with a Tupperware thing of Japanese snacks. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Impressed. <laughs> well, it's brilliant. You're going to go back next year. <laughs> well, I think Defend I might. Defend your record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be great. And what about the closing ceremony? What the goes closing on ceremony there? was um, involved some dancing with drums, and that's sort of you know quite exciting. And then wow. uh, Ooh, they, well, again, they, got, they brought drummers in for it. No, they? no, the kids. Oh, did the it. kids did it. Okay. And then, uh, then there was the medals were presented. Everybody wow. got a medal. Did you get a medal? I didn't get a medal. Oh, no, well, the children got a medal next year. And uh, and then we sort of all marched off, and that was it. It's what did well nice. make of her medal? I mean, did did you say to your granddad, "I came last as I skipped"? No, she's not. Yeah, why are they give me a medal? No. Okay. She just quite like the idea. She's a bit young. She's only three and a half. Oh, so well, she yeah, just... she's going to start questioning it too much. <laughs> she it's didn't too... quest- over-question it. And beat herself up, does she really? <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, moving away from that, but, it's yeah. uh, the great tennis well, congratulations, player. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's the great tennis player Betty Stover's birthday today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She never <laughs> married Limboy Primus, did she? <laughs> yeah. I always or, wanted that. <laughs> or your Sorry. other one, Bernie Slavin. Uh, yeah, Slave, I don't think slaving over a hot stover is is. And that's not really. It's always my favourite. That's the one. picture caption, but I'm not sure the picture would be suitable for a family audience. Probably not. But no. uh, Lim, if Limvoy, that would have been. Yeah. Uh, and the, she insisted on keeping both names. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> it would have been really. Yeah. Anyway, well done to she her. She just spite no us idea. by calling herself Stove Primus, wouldn't she? <laughs> yeah, she'd she's, do it that uh, way she's 74, around. believe it or not. Okay. That's amazing. Getting on a bit. And I'm always, talking of tennis, I'm always fascinated when uh, sports stars invoke um, basically God as a, as sort of a help to them. I always think, well, you know, fair enough if that's what you believe in. But this one from Pat Cash was incredible yesterday. Mm. Wimbledon champion Pat Cash claims God sent him money when he was left almost penniless after divorcing his wife. Wow. He said, uh, he told the Mail on Sunday that money miracles have happened 20 times in his lifetime. Whenever I need money, God just sends some. Uh, you know, and you think... I'm sure the good Lord's got a lot better things to do with his life than worry about Pat Cash's finances, but there you go, maybe he hasn't. It struck me as a bit of a strange one. But, yeah. uh, so money would just turn up in yeah. hell, just lying yeah. about the house or something? Or? He said, um, He said Cash who credits his faith with helping him through the darkest times of his life. Which Clues is in enough. the name, isn't it? Yeah. He yeah. said, I remember one day looking up to uh, enough, I was looking up to the sky and going, God, will you please take over all my finances? Yeah. Well, I say something similar, but I'm not actually invoking the, yeah. the heavenly inspiration. Maybe somebody inspiration. just dropped their wallet out the window. 
<laughs> Within hours, a friend of mine called and asked me to play a tennis event which paid several thousand pounds wow. and the highest fee I'd ever earned for a set of doubles. So there you go. Well, fine. He, he does move in mysterious ways, clearly, to improve um, Pat Cash's finances. <laughs> and the public are to get uh, a say on the uh, possible change of name for Spurs' new stadium. Hmm. The public will have a say on plans to rename a railway st- station. I, it's always a bad idea. It's going to be called Stationy McSpurs Face. <laughs> yeah, don't ask, don't ask the, the great to. British public to come up with a name. They want to change it from White Hart Lane Station to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Is, uh, Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur Station. station. Yeah, OK. Yeah. I think leave well alone it's been white hart lane for i still think of it as white hart lane i don't care what anyone's going to call it when no. i go there i'm going to white hart lane because okay. that's where the that's where it is isn't yeah, it yeah well i'm with you on that all the way yeah. i mean i'm, I'm I, I, what I, was I the point of, of building this fabulous stadium in the same place and then calling it something else i can't yeah. see i can't see just the point that point of, of difference of course what all uh, football clubs love and maybe it makes it easier then to to sell it to a, a sponsor for naming rights mm. people aren't wedded to the old name well, i suppose so maybe that's true and uh uh, f- fighting in the cheap seats at Royal Ascot. Did you see that on the weekend? Yeah, I did the, see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> is it always the same blokes? They always look the same. Yeah. They're, they're young, they're white, they've got tight suits on, short back and sides and court hair gel. And it's just, <laughs> it's quite depressing that this, you know, this is, it's always the same type. What do you know? want them to look like then? I mean, well, I don't know, you know. Just be good if they didn't do it in the first place, really. Yeah, it certainly would be. be. The Queen be a lot didn't get involved. She was watching the race, and there wasn't a cry of "stand" from the <laughs> no, from the she, royal she box. She didn't get involved. She didn't get involved. That's she, very yeah. true. Uh, uh, good question. Line, oh, oh yeah, sorry. Finally, first yeah. last one. Uh, good question on the health pages yesterday in one of the Sunday papers. Hmm. Why can't I hear myself snore, but I can hear my partner? You think uh, you're asleep? <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> right. isn't it? Well done. That will cost you ten guineas. Thanks. Sylvester Stallone uh, apparently left people reeling after charging £849 uh, for a picture. Really? He was in Manchester, London and Birmingham for a meet and greet, the the infamous meet and greet, um, promoting his final Rambo film, Last Blood. It's a strange amount, 849. (laughs) It's quite specific. It's not 849.99p. It's not, no, no. It was a a black tie dinner, you went along, Mm. uh, an evening with Sylvester Stallone, it, it was billed as. Yeah. And uh, He can't need the money, surely. 125 quid a ticket. Um, I suppose it t- costs a lot to get him over, but if he was promoting the film, he just thought, oh, yeah, I'd bit of gravy when I'm in the country. But uh, you'd have a professional, you know, a professional phone. <laughs> unless, unless things have gone, you know, unless he needs a bit of divine intervention with his yeah. finances, like Pat Cash, surely he doesn't need this money. But it said, excuse me, 125 pounds for the ticket for the event, right? Yeah. And you, but having a professional photo taken with the star costs an extra 495 mm. to 849. So that's quite a span, isn't it? So for 495, he'll stand next to you looking miserable. Yeah. For 550, he'll kind of crack <laughs> half a smile. For 600, he'll beam. Oh yeah. For 750, he'll put an arm around you. Yeah. And for a, a 849, he'll give you a kind of kiss well, on the cheek. Well, he'll make out like you're really good mates. Like you're really good yeah, mates. Yeah. Like you, you can turn around and say, oh, so I've known him for years. It's just me and him. I went out with him recently. So, uh, yeah. Really? But so uh, they, uh, it's one bloke said, it's a shame you need to sell a kidney to go. It's a bit of a strange phrase. But they did make the point that people who do it, uh, yeah. an experience with, they're called, said it is very costly to bring uh, Sly over. But well, surely he was here anyway, promoting his film, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Well, perhaps, you know. He does need gravy, clearly.
Well, and also, I mean, he's, he's bound to go first class, isn't he? He's not coming well, cattle class, like, class is he? Think so. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Don't ask me to leave it out or turn it up. Here we go then, five questions based on last week's shows. Can Andy remember any of the answers? Uh, on Friday, we were joined, Andy, by mm. a friend of Martin Kellner's, comedian, Leeds fan. What was his name? <laughs> That's the easy one. Yeah, it? it should be an easy it's one. Get you in the it? mood. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. It's like... Um, oh, it's, it's not Nick, is it? It's not... It's, it's like oh. Nick. It's not Nick. It's not Nick. It's not Vic. It's not Vic. It's, it's not, not Vic. Nick. You haven't it's got very far Dick. to go, really. It's not Dick. Mike. Oh, um, you've left Mick. Mike. Oh, yeah. It's Mick. <laughs> it's Mick. <laughs> Mick what? Oh, Mick. Uh, or Shaughnessy with a ball. No, Mick. Oh, God. It's like... No. Hucknell. <laughs> Mickatarian. <laughs> Mick. <laughs> Mick. Oh, I can't remember. It's so annoying. Okay, it was Mick Artistic. Oh, well, Mick that was, Artistic. that worked well. Do you want to carry on? Yeah, okay. Michael Artistic. You spoke, Humiliate him. You spoke to auctioneer <laughs> Rupert Chambers uh, on okay. Thursday, wasn't yeah. he? Uh, what was he putting under the hammer? <laughs> um, <laughs> completely You're gone now, haven't you? You're gone, yeah. <laughs> Dennis Lilly's aluminium bat. Oh, yeah, the bat. aluminium bat. That's he spoke right, yeah. to Mark Chapman, not that one, world crazy <laughs> golf champion. How yeah. many crazy golf majors had he won? 18. Uh, is that right? It's, where's the answer? Yeah, yeah it was right. right. Hey. Yeah, okay, uh, okay uh, Jacob Hawley, uh, comedian Arsenal fan, join us. He'd written a new Edinburgh show uh, named after a Greek holiday destination. What was it called? Um, Mykonos. No, uh, <laughs> Falaraki. Oh, yeah. And finally, we spoke to Chippy Shan, who was the chairman and manager of which football team that had a documentary oh, on that night? Not Dalich FC, no. Um, yeah. Punjabi FC. A Punjab United, but oh, I would have given you that, Andy, had it come yeah. to it, but it didn't matter uh, in the end. Just very quickly, uh, yeah, that's it. We're back tomorrow, aren't we, Andy? Yeah. We're back tomorrow Charlie. from uh, one. Thank you very much for that. Mick, Mick, is it Mick? <laughs> is it Nick? Is it Dick? Is it Vic? And then you say Mike. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. So is it Vic? Is it Nick? (laughs) Is it Dick? And then I said, there's one left. You went, Mike. (laughs) How did that (laughs) work? It's ridiculous. Mick Artistic. Yes. There we are. Grim, wasn't it, by me? No, not yeah, big grim by you. Yeah, yeah I, I said Mick by was, me. I no, enjoyed Mick. Mick. Wasn't yeah, grim, it was grim, I meant me. By you, I know that. I know what you meant. <laughs> okay, um, we'll catch up with you tomorrow uh, from one. Look at the producer. We got anybody in tomorrow that I should know about? No, apparently not. It's just it's free. It's going to be free form jazz. So we're going to play it's jazz odyssey. We got nothing. Uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow from one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 